Have you guys played Snipper Clips? Yes. I, love I have. That game. Snipper Clips is good, I man. I hate that game. No! You're an idiot. I had so no! little fun. I played it with Mikey, like, right. And it might have been Mikey just, like, hyping it up. And, like, Mikey talks so much shit about the games that I like. There might have just been part of me that was like, really? I don't you think just so, being Mikey. stubborn for the sake of being stubborn? <laughs> no, man. That's not me. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm not that bad. Uh, <laughs> Snipper Clips is good. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 48, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. And John Hines. hey yo. And uh, we're missing DJ once again this week, but we're uh, rolling on without him and uh, talking some video games. He's uh, locked up in his apartment as well, and uh, we uh, got our little closet setups and our uh randall randall and i have the same setup that we always have but john's got a nice uh my special little little closet remote setup (laughs) yeah i'm hoping there's a lot of t-shirts and sweaters in there so i'm I'm thinking we're getting some good baffling going on oh no this is the best sound setup i've had in a long time (laughs) you sound good john yeah you sound nice and nice and rich nice and rich with these dulcet tones there you go (laughs) maybe buttery is more likely because none of us are none of us are very wealthy but uh (laughs) but uh as always we're back to talk some more video games and uh one game that we've all been playing and that i've probably put the most time into but i'm probably going to kick the ball to both of you first uh but i've been playing via xbox game pass of course it came out on game pass probably like two weeks after I picked up the physical cartridge on switch. But again, like we've talked about a bunch of times before I'm, I waver back and forth, but I'm still a sucker for like collecting stuff. So I'm still glad to own the cartridge, but, uh, I had, I'd kind of read that like they, they have patched, uh, it quite a few times, I think on switch. So I think it is running a lot better now, but I know when it first came out, there were some issues and I was just like, "Ah, I'm just going to play it on the Xbox. I, I'm just I don't know. I'm just going to play. And I don't use my Xbox a ton. It just gives me an excuse to play it. Yep. Um, but it's kind of like a roguelike dungeon crawler, but that has a, a lot more like story uh, to it than than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how much have you guys uh, put into it so far? John, I'll let you go first. All right. <laughs> for, uh, for specific so, reasons. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, man. OK. So I, I've. Uh, I've unlocked three characters. You have a, you get a family and like the more you play, like you advance through the story and, you know, characters come and go. Like, I think there, it might be a scripted story beats. I don't know if it's necessarily like a progress base. Some Um, of them I think are not random, but based on things you do in each of your runs. Like there are like kind of tangential side quests sort of that then turn out to be like story beats. Yeah. So I know like when you did uh, your stream, Kevin, the other day, like you had, I think like four or five characters unlocked on that. And yeah, like, I had five unlocked and I played as three. I think there's six total. Yeah. And I just unlocked uh, the third character and, and like play or for me, like a third character and uh, like beat a couple of runs on that. I think I'm only at like skill level four for like each character. I've been bouncing around all of them pretty equally to try to advance. Um, but yeah, I've, I've put, I put in a, a, a decent amount of time, but not a, a ton. Okay, what are you? What are you? Are you enjoying it so far? Or uh, well, I want to hear uh, Randall. How far has he, he gotten before? <laughs> All for, right, keeping us in the dark. Out. Keeping us in the dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let me ruin the party. Uh, so, uh, so well, maybe a not. Bit of I don't know. You might be just adding. That, what's that? I said you might be just adding. We don't even know what John thinks yet. That's fair. Maybe just adding to raining on the parade. That's true. We'll we see. can all rain. Um, <laughs> so. A little background is, you know, I'm huge, a huge fan of Diablo. Um, my wife and I are, uh, we play a lot of Diablo three in particular. We played a lot of like the old gauntlet games. So we really like these type of, you know, action role playing type of top down, turn your brain off and smash on some things type of games. And I, I'm a huge sucker for sprite art and this game has beautiful sprite art. Like, beautiful. Oh beautiful. my gosh. Like, wow. So much love put into the sprite art. It's, it's, it's like really incredible. And like the way that they take advantage of, 
you know, they'll, they'll draw out this huge landscape or this scene and they'll start pretty zoomed in and on, on a lot of these scenes and they'll start zooming out and it's like, wow, like how long did this take? They put a bunch of detail and love into this. You can tell at least from the art, but yeah. And the character like animations are yeah. just really like fluid, really, really detailed. Yeah. Uh, and enemy animations as well and stuff. I love how it looks. Uh, not as much in love with the the menus and then how it plays. Um, so first, you kind of have to go through this. And, and I get that they probably designed this primarily to be a single player experience. But what Tina and I wanted was it to be just a co-op. Let's go. Let's start playing this. And you can't do that, at least not from the the uh, like Xbox will let you do this kind of one hour timed experience just to try a game out. So we did that with this. Um, cause Kevin had been talking it up and I, I wanted to, and, play and to be fair, it might be a little bit my fault. Cause I definitely was like that. Number one, I had read a lot. I have, I'm not, I've not played a ton of Diablo, but I know yeah. you're a fan of that. Obviously oh, like yeah. you said, and you're a fan of binding of Isaac. Oh, yeah. and I'd read a lot of reviews that are just basically like, this is binding of Isaac meets Diablo. Yeah. And, hmm. uh, and obviously just has those like binding of Isaac, just meaning like it's got those roguelike, you know, randomly generated sure. dungeons and stuff. Yeah. Um, and a little bit more frantic, like, like binding of Isaac. Yeah, but I was I was definitely kind of pitching it to you as like you and Tino should play this together as a yeah. two player experience. So that might be a little bit on me here. Yeah, but sorry to keep you. interrupting you. Was, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take that blame, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take it. I'll take the heat. We can't get that hour back now. No, yeah. it's fine. Oh. <laughs> If no, you would just average. sign up for Game Pass, if you would just sign up for Game Pass, <laughs> I know for a dollar too. Yeah. Yeah, my my daughter actually did sign me up for Game Pass for a little. Really? While. Yeah, my Fiona. one and a half year old pressed the Xbox <laughs> buttons enough that she signed me up for Ultimate Game Pass. She like, knows. Well, you know, let's let's scale that back. Dad's already got a handful of games here to play. You know. Yeah, we, we do have to... we do have our fair share of backlogs here. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> hundreds of games, maybe even you'd say. Um, yeah, <laughs> but back to Children of Morta. I we so I, I have to play through this intro section. It's really pretty. The voice acting is actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it, but I'm also kind of frustrated because we're, we're ready to play this co-op and we can't. So then mm. we finally get to a place where it seems like the real game's going to open up. Um, and then it's, it takes some fumbling to like get signed into the controllers and like select characters um, to even start the co-op experience. And then we go in there and it's immediate like difficulty spike. I'm like, mm. oh, yes. Okay. Oh, God. Um, so, so, you know, we ran our head up against that wall uh, a few times and then just kind of bailed out and kind of had to bail out anyway. Cause like I said, it's, it's on that hour timer with the Xbox thing. So maybe I'm not giving a fully fair shake, but didn't really have the best time as far as the gameplay, uh, experience was concerned in, in our time with it, unfortunately. I, I kind of like I, I had a very similar experience, I, I think, at the very beginning of the game where like, you know, you do the intro section and it's like kind of a tutorial thing where, you know, you yeah. get your first character, John. And yeah. like there's this is also <laughs> going to be very funny because there's a character named John and a character named Kevin. In this oh, game. yeah. And uh, a character named Linda, which is my mom's, mom's name. name. <laughs> 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 it's great. But uh so you start off as John and, you know, he's got like a sword and a shield and that's like yeah. you're kind of using those two main mechanics and like the uh, intro area, you know, they're they're giving you a healthy amount of like potions and like, you know, the enemies aren't coming too hard. And like I was like, all right, that I, I kind of got that. But like, I think Linda was unlocked right from the start. Or, yeah. Where, where like you get those two that characters right. maybe yeah. at like the end of the tutorial yeah. i can't remember like very early on after right. the sure. tutorial, like, maybe yeah, after you your first characters. run or something yeah, yeah. right because yeah. you you start as john and like you at least level him up to the point where you get another skill point like so you, you know he, he has like some abilities that you can choose from and like i was like all right i'm going to do like my first run as uh, linda and i started that run and i honest to god nearly died in the first room right like that difficulty spike <laughs> yeah. was so rough like yep. especially when you're trying to learn a new mechanic i it wasn't until i was like two-thirds through that run with like that first run with linda that i realized that she was a twin stick shooter like <laughs> i was just repositioning and shooting 
Like right. I, I knew that you could see, move and shoot at the same time because she's using a bow and arrow. Right. And I was just like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to be able to move and shoot at the same time. I have no idea how to do that yeah. because when you're playing as John, like you're just using the Y button to attack. Right. So you can actually you could... use the right stick to swing the sword. You can. Oh, I, I would notice that yeah. with some of the melee characters, you can play it also as a twin stick. It, it feels super that. weird. Yeah. But it. But uh, I noticed that it like you could like because you can also press the y button to fire your arrows and stuff as well okay. but again like you said you you're kind of stationary i think when you hold down the uh, the attack button yeah so like almost like right off the bat like i don't know i was kind of also in a mood where it's like i don't know if this game's gonna be it, like it for me like um and and the fact that you know like i was like all right am i just going to have to like die really quickly and do a bunch of runs to at least right. build up whatever the currency is to like invest in and like you know i i'm used to like playing games like you know rogue legacy where that is right. basically like you are expected it's a grind to fest, die yeah. constantly but like at least with this, I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I should be able to advance more, at least through <laughs> further than the first room in <laughs> right? like a run. But uh, <laughs> after like I started, you know, learning a little bit more of the mechanics, like I I wouldn't necessarily say it was like a steep difficulty curve, but like it did take you know a couple runs for me to like really get a handle on anything and like really start to get a hold of it. And, like, there was, like, that, like, first hour, honestly, I think, like, was just not enjoyable at all. Okay. But like, I don't feel after, as bad now. <laughs> but, like, a- okay. after that, like, I got really into it, but it did sure. take a few runs. But at the same time, like, when I'm thinking about it as, like, you know, what, how you say, like, when you play Diablo or Gauntlet, like, those aren't necessarily, like, roguelike experience right like you you're there is like kind of a slog and a grind fest but like totally. it's never like oh and now you've lost all your progress and have to start over from one right and like that like i don't necessarily know if that would be an enjoyable experience if like what you're looking for is just kind of a calm you know more calm but <laughs> a calm sleigh fest where you're just moping through <laughs> but yeah. yeah like yeah a, mi- a mindless just right. hack and slash totally. yeah yeah but like i do think that the games really started to pick up like after i had you know put in at least like two to three runs with like both john and linda but like it was actually in like once I unlocked uh, Kevin, which is like he's a, a younger like That's everyone right. in this game is like related. They're all a family. Um, yeah. So like Kevin, I think, is one of the sons of John and like uh, he is an, an assassin. So uh, he has he dual wields knives and instead of having a stamina bar, which is what uh, John uses to like his shield uses stamina and like Linda, like her like moving and attacking at the same time uses stamina. He has a frenzy bar. It's the same bar, but it just is called a frenzy bar. And the more attack, it starts at zero. And the more attacks you land on enemies, the more it builds up. And once it's maxed out, you like are just attacking so fast. Like it's like decreases the amount of time between attacks and like usually those attacks will also stagger enemies so if like an enemy is attacking you if you attack them they'll like stop the attack so basically his whole thing is just getting into the fray and landing these attacks as like much as you can and like i'm usually in like diablo or gauntlet or any of those games like i am a ranged person so i was like oh linda will be my character yeah but then like as soon as i started playing with kevin i was like oh man this is this completely changes how I approach this game. And it was so satisfying to like really just like, I I like the fact that they have like these characters that do control completely differently and like really change the way that you approach the game. And like, I was doing so poorly against like the first boss as Linda would get a little bit further with John. But like, as soon as I unlocked Kevin, like just, crushed the first boss on like the first try and i was like man i i really like how i don't know it just felt like being like all right this is going to be like like multiple games with like unlocking each character and then like that also made me really excited to unlock another character and see like how they will control 
right? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you switched gears, John, because I was definitely going to switch gears of this conversation as well and hopefully (laughs) sell Randall on this game, even though he seems like he might be lost to the cause. But uh, I am just having a blast. So like I said, I I have five of the six characters unlocked so far. And uh, like the characters like just at like Kevin, you know, like John, the character that you start with, you have like one dash. Right. uh, And Kevin has up to three dashes. Like you have like a dash meter that fills. So he's also and he's also faster than all the other characters. And then you also each character has their own individual skill tree that as you level them up, like you get different power ups that also use like that that mana meter or whatever your magic meter. Um but you get different abilities with each character, but also as you like unlock you can, and you can level up each of those abilities individually. But as you spend enough points, you also level up this like family tree. So like you're once you unlock like the second tier with a character, it'll unlock an ability or, or a buff for the whole family. Oh, so like the whole cool. family now moves faster. That's cool. And to force you to play as other characters, like if you play like three runs in a row as John or something, he will become fatigued and you'll have to start with like forty yeah. percent less health. Uh, and there you do gather some resources that you can uh, collect later on. These like golden eggs that you can spend to like reduce your fatigue if you're like hey i really want to play with this character but uh it's funny that you're loving playing with kevin john because uh despite uh sharing my namesake he's been my least favorite character so far well john's uh, my I'm least loving... favorite so we're a bunch of <laughs> self-hating guys well i'm here. i'm loving playing with uh with uh linda i love the range uh with I, and i've unlocked a few new abilities with her um there's another character lucy which uh can only fire attacks like she's another range character more like magic she fires like little fireballs nice Nice. And uh, but she can only fire when stationary, at least for the time being. But like, I'm just like, I, again, I love the art style, the yeah. music. I do love the narration. There is a little bit of jank to like some of the cutscenes, like kind of stutter or it'll just kind of have little. I don't know, at least on the Xbox, I, I'm just having a little bit of a janky experience from time to time, like or like the the. Uh, subtitles will read totally different from what the voiceover is saying. Oh, that um, does remind me of one other thing. The the font is so damn small. Why is the font so you small? Can cha- you can change that on the uh, UI settings. Okay, but why is the default uh, so small? <laughs> I think I think it's so that All it's... All fonts it, are so it much is, smaller. Everyone expects you to have like an HD, like giant TV. Like, right. Yeah. It's so... Well, I think yeah. they have options to change it if you're playing on a handheld, if you're playing in handheld mode on the Switch so yeah. that you can like have it not clutter up the screen so much uh-huh. maybe hmm. i'm i'm guessing but on, on the xbox, xbox i don't man. yeah on the xbox i don't know why but yeah i had to i had to i had to enable both of the options to enhance those menus or enlarge those menus because i could not read things from my couch menu okay because i've i've not like noticed any problem on switch honestly like it, uh, i think i think it defaults on the switch to having it enlarged because I, pl- uh, I started playing it on the switch first before i switched over to the xbox so okay yeah. um i could be wrong about that but I, I do remember just having to mess with those settings for sure about the the text settings mm-hmm. um but sense. at least it has the options i guess but i i know what you mean yeah it was like i was like man i am like I, either I'm getting old, which is also true, <laughs> yes, or I'm having a really hard time reading this. Yeah. But but regardless, I, I haven't actually played in a few days here, but I'm really having a good time with this game. I kind of got sucked into a few other things, but I'm definitely planning on going back to this one. And I'm I'm only on I do like how it's like a little more story focused. Like each yeah. it's a little bit like Eagle Island, like I've talked about in the past. Like each dungeon is like its own separate thing that is then procedurally generated with its own boss. But then like after you beat that, there's kind of like a story beat. It that is it just cool. feels a little bit more immersive than some of these roguelike games like I talked about in the last episode that are like a little more arcadey. Right. Which I also love. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I I'm enjoying this game a lot. Oh, uh, one more thing I did want to circle back to, like on the art, is that like there are so many games that use pixel art as like an aesthetic that like oh, really yeah. kind of you know they'll either like adhere to like a color palette or to like a very limited range of things. So like right. it'll like oh look like a Super Nintendo game or whatever. Like right. there is yeah. really no other game that I can think of that like uses such a broad range of color. Like yeah. it doesn't necessarily feel like, you know, there's like it, it It does it well to like keep it within a theme. It doesn't seem inconsistent at all. But like uh, a, a thing that like I 
it really reminded me of was uh, there's this artist, uh, Ivan Albright, uh, who like his most famous piece of art is a uh, portrait of Dorian Gray that was used for like a movie adaptation of it. And it's a really grotesque art like it's hanging at the art institute in chicago yeah and, like, okay. it's yeah. always been an incredibly like moving piece in that i think it's disgusting and like <laughs> it uses so many different colors yeah in like a way that still like kind of like maintains a like overall gray or it, it doesn't seem colorful but it has so many it's really jarring in how many like different color palettes it has crammed into one and I get that feeling from times like in this game where like I'm looking at something and his like has such a broad range of like, you know, it's it's using like 10 different types of greens and like yeah. in everything like that is just the part of a much larger piece that like I don't see in any other like pixel art anything because like usually like you are getting kind of a 16 bit of like oh yep. you're like a 32 like bit where it's like oh yep this is like just pumping out like we have two greens and that's what we got whereas right. this is just so like vibrant and like it is like it's, yeah, it's the incredible. closest comparison I can make is uh, is maybe like Moonlighter, but again, that like sticks to a really like specific color aesthetic, mm-hmm. where like this has like a lot more. But like as far as like how expressive like the characters are and stuff, like it it has kind of that feel to like the animation at least, and like there's no like outlines around the characters, like it's all like I don't know, the pixels are just kind of I don't know. It's just it's a beautiful game. To it me. is. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. It's gorgeous. And, and like, yeah. I don't think it like even when I was watching a video of it, like when you were doing the stream, like I don't think it did it as much justice as like playing it by my like in person. Like, I think like it's yeah. something that you really kind of have to experience because like it's, it's like the amount of detail in it is so incredible. Yeah, it's very impressive. And I guess speaking uh, of doing a little streaming, uh, I, I'm just going to touch again of a, on a game we talked about. I think last time we talked about it was way back in October, back when we were uh, a little more ambitious and we were still doing our game of the month. (laughs) Um, And our game of the month in October was Cave Blazers, which Mm -hmm. was a game that DJ and I were super into uh, before we recorded that episode. We finally talked Randall. I don't know if you were you on that episode, John. Oh, yeah. Had you joined the podcast by then or was that a a guest spot? I I I think I was playing. uh, I definitely played Cave Blazers for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I for sure. And this is a game that I the more I play it, like I've, I've gotten kind of sucked back into it. And I did a stream of it the other day because, again, we're kind of on lockdown here. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just kind of been playing a bunch of runs of this game. I might as well just play a few and see if I can stream it and uh, played three terrible runs. It was pretty <laughs> embarrassing. I did not. Uh, I don't even think I beat one boss. No, you did. But, uh, you, you definitely I, beat the, the I beat fist one. boss and then you died immediately afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like this game is so unforgiving. Like I've put over 40 hours into this game now. And again, I'm, I'm no like wizard at gaming. I'm not amazing or anything like that. But I mean, I've beaten stuff like Ikaruga. I've beaten right. Enter the Gungeon like we talked about last week. Right. I mean, I've, I've beaten games. some really tough games <laughs> yeah. for sure. But I've put 40 hours in this game. I've never even seen the final boss. It is just so <laughs> unforgiving. And and to be fair, there there is a custom mode that you can just go in and tweak the mechanics like to the nines. Like you can change the game speed. You can change what enemies show up in the game, like almost like Smash Brothers style. Like what items do you want to appear? What right. things do you want to not appear? Like it's it's very, very detailed, but I'm just so stubborn. It's like I gotta beat it on the on the regular mode. Cause going back to Children of Morta, I'm actually surprised you guys mentioned the difficulty spike because I was actually playing on hard mode. Um, and I, and not having too much difficulty, but maybe that's because right. maybe on hard, I was able to collect more. <laughs> well, maybe I was able to collect more like of the, the currency to level up my characters and whatnot and oh, level maybe. up faster. Cause like once I unlocked like some of the characters later, like on the third dungeon, like I would play one, the first time I would play as that character, I would level up like three, four times. So oh. may, maybe that had something to do with it. Um, you know, maybe I was just collecting more stuff, but Good. Anyways, Cave Blazers is just so unforgiving. Like it's just one of those games. Like you know, for example, every time you play, it's the all the levels are procedurally generated. There's like 
10 or 20 different colored potions that every time you start a new run do different things. So like the red potion might give you plus 30 health this run. It might poison you the next run. Right. Uh, Throughout that run, if you find another red potion, it'll do the same thing. Um, But each time you die or each time you reset, you're just back to square one. But I I saw that they did another update to this game, which is why I kind of popped back in. And there's just been a few small like I've just noticed like a few new blessings or buffs or whatever, a few new items That's cool. uh, that I don't recall seeing before uh, a few new, like kind of little, like one time I just kind of got trapped in a little area, just closed these doors in on me and I had to fight off a few enemies before it let me out of this little room. Nice. Um, so there, there's been a few small changes, nothing crazy, but I'm just like really back hooked into this game. It's like, Back on that, like, enter the Gungeon or Downwell level where it's like I'm playing at least a run every day, probably, honestly, four or five if I don't have a a successful run. I mean, if I have a deeper run, it probably lasts about 40, 45 minutes. But um, if I have just a couple shorter ones, I'm I'm probably playing about an hour of this game every day. Damn, that's awesome. So I'm I'm right back hooked in and I I just need to beat it. And uh, the blessing that I'm going with at the moment or the perk, uh, I forget what they're called, actually, but you can start with like a specific buff at the beginning of your run um and you can unlock more as you go on i think there's maybe like 20 or 30 different ones to pick from and i'm going with the twofold blessing which gives me every time i shoot an arrow i shoot two arrows at once nice Nice. and then i think it also gives me like a few like plus two range damage or like there's a few other like buffs but you start with no melee weapon you have to find one but I've just been like, man, I just love having those two arrows. But for yeah. the longest time, I was just going with the double jump. Uh, and you start with like a, a higher jump and then a double jump on top of that. It's just easier to like tra- traverse around the levels. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, there's there's so many different ways you can play this game. And it's, uh, I don't know, DJ's beaten it a handful of times. I have no idea how. but Because uh, <laughs> I've even tried playing co-op with DJ and I still can't even, even with him carrying my dead weight, we can't get it done. So... But yeah, I just I just wanted to briefly mention that I still just love Cave Blazers and I'm yeah. still pretty regularly playing that game. Cave Blazers um, is a good time. Yeah, I uh, maybe we can. I you know I know they added online into the uh, Steam version. I really wish they Ooh. had that because the co-op gameplay is really fun. Yeah, and uh, being able to play that game online, or maybe it was a mod or something. But there, I know you can play online on the PC version. But that's sweet. That'd yeah. be a nice addition. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, another game that I've been sinking a lot of time into and that I know John's talked about before on the podcast is uh, Wilmot's Warehouse. Yeah. And uh, I don't have a ton more to add to what John said. And it's it's hard to describe this game other than it's just like really like an organization and, simulator. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, and you, you're basically just this you're this little cube na- or not even a cube, a square. It's two dimensional and it's like this top down warehouse and you just organize all these different things that keep like every day that goes by, you basically get four new items that get added to your that might show up in any given delivery. And I've four been just kind of, of like items because you're what? Well, yeah, you're delivering like multiple items per day. So they're adding they're constantly adding more categories of items to choose. from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I guess that's what I meant. I kind of misspoke. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, four yeah. new like categories per like sitting and like or per per day mm-hmm. and like i usually play through like every like three day cycle you have like you organize the warehouse for or like you get deliveries and you kind of put stuff away and you get like about three minutes i think to do that two and a half minutes or something then you have about a minute and a half to deliver the goods that like there'll be four customers or four employees i think they're like your coworkers mm-hmm. or something yeah. but they need they need certain things you deliver them to them uh if you can complete that quickly enough you can get a little bonus get some extra points and then you unlock new abilities you can carry more stuff at once or uh knock you know have a little robot helper knock out the little like yeah make more room in the warehouse basically when you knock the pillars out and uh yeah i've just been kind of like for my strategies but just been kind of like organizing things by color for the most part like what's the background and what is the like a lot of the things will be like a light blue background with a yellow color and that's uh, or like a yellow chaos to me because it's so it's so aesthetically pleasing oh god i i need to do it by the actual content so i have animals in one area animal parts in another there's too much over that's that's where i get into two there there's started to be too much like discrepancy between like okay this is an here's an apple 
okay here's, here's a, a half apple. of an apple yeah. here's a core of an apple oh, yeah here's an a- here's a dog here's the we here, or here's like a wheelchair here's the wheel of a wheelchair mm-hmm. here's the so there's like it started to get so categories yeah i was like it's just easier to just like give me <laughs> the blue and yellows over here the orange and purples over here the purples and orange over here like I, i've just organized by color but but basically i mean and the nice thing is like it's perfect like it puts the pressure on for just enough time like i would say that that three-day cycle takes about 30 minutes or so 40 minutes um and then once you're done with that it goes to like a i think it's called a stock day or or something like that um and you could just then at that point take all the time you want to just arrange things organize things and and start the next day so it's like the perfect blend of like little bit of action nothing crazy or anything like that but like a little bit of the heat's on uh, you got to deliver the stuff you got to keep things organized you got to get stuff out of the way for the next delivery to come in um but then you have as much time as you want to just kind of relax and the music's just super chill mm-hmm. the aesthetics are just super pleasant and uh, again i i love looking at how i just unlocked the map feature so i can like go into the corner of my warehouse look at the map and see where everything's at and i love how it looks oh, with like all the hilarious. colors just like laid out <laughs> Because that when I unlocked the map, I was like, "This is useless." Because I'd already stocked things in front of where the map was. Oh no! Yeah, so I'm I, like, I'm I not accessing too. that map ever. That's dead to me. Uh, that was a waste did, of an upgrade. I funny. did the same thing, and I I shifted everything over by Whoa. one <laughs> row because oh, I was like, "I got to get over there." And I will say that's one small gripe is like sometimes when you have stuff placed along the walls, mm-hmm. it like is is awkward about grabbing it like it won't let me grab the blocks when they're along the wall so it actually for me has been nice to just move it off that wall where the maps are when you're moving but, things uh, in the warehouse do you have to use your avatar character to move them physically or can you like go into this like top-down mode where you can move things freely as if it was like a create a level thing you no, are you always to, in control of Wilmot. Okay, you, yeah, at you all need to times. physically like contact them, and like the, you have a uh, like a couple. The face buttons are mapped to different like things. Like one of them is like pick up all of the same kind. Another one yeah, is like you, pick up like you know as as much as you can carry. Yeah, or because like also like yeah, Wilmot has a max amount of items he can carry at like his max speed. You can right. always yeah. carry more, but you will just be moving like way slower. Yeah. Yeah. Like glacially slow, like yeah. to the point, like I, right now, I think I'm, I have the max that you can get, which is I think 12 blocks at once. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most you can get, at least from the way the little like skill tree that you can unlock looks, it looks like that was the last one. So I can, I can carry 12 blocks at once and you kind of, you can actually, you can also use the right stick to like move around and highlight which boxes you want to grab. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but it, it, it's sort of, it takes a little getting used to the controls. Um, but once you're used to them, it's, it's great. And again, there's like, you have that slight bit of pressure, but it's never too crazy. But, but when you're in that, like just kind of relaxed mode where you can just organize things, I usually play for about an hour or two. I've, I've unlocked about ha- a little over half the items. I think I'm at like 112 oh, nice. items overall out of 200. Jeez. Um, and I don't know what will happen. There is like an expert mode too. It also has two player co-op, but oh, I, nice. I put like, f- That's cool. I put like four and a half hours into this game so far and I'm loving it. I just, it's, it's since John still has my uh, copy of forager, uh, <laughs> locked up in his apartment. This has been kind of, uh, kind of scratching that same itch in a, in, in one way. Or in a lot of ways, I should say. Yeah, that's great. But it's, have it's you played it really, all anymore, John? I've, I've played a, a little bit more since the pod, the original podcast. But like, yeah, it, it that I, I do love the way that it ramps up in like those like delivery days where like you know you start and you're like you you've had that organization day you think you have everything like all set up and organized you're like all right i've got this i'm good and then the first day hits and you're doing pretty well and the second delivery hits and you may have not cleared everything at the bottom of the screen that was delivered to you to make to the other deliveries and by the time the third day hits you're like all right i'm just putting everything out i don't (laughs) care where it is (laughs) like it kind of does feel a lot like you're working at like a retail job where you're like but like go back to those best buy 
my days, Ooh. Randall. No, I'll go back to I was a warehouse of... supervisor. That's why I'm never going to play this game. No, no. it's it's fun. You would do knowing it's knowing a much how more you... enjoyable version of that. It's not like yes. overcooked where it feels like working in a restaurant. Yes, overcooked feel you feel the stress of like the tickets are coming in. Yeah. The customers oh, are getting yeah. pissed. Oh yeah. Like Ke- you've you Kevin feel and it. I yelling at each other while playing overcooked was the like, oh God, this is just work. <laughs> like this right. is the most has yeah. ever felt like working in a restaurant. <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough. If you Kevin work in a restaurant, that game. Mode. Yeah, for real. I need those onions. I need those onions. Why is nobody washing dishes? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Overcooked is so stressful. Uh, um, but anyways, uh, I guess we got one more game slash discussion to have uh, before we wrap things up tonight. But uh, one game that we all picked up and we've only played a little bit of. Uh, I don't know if you have you played any of uh, Conduct Together at all, Randall? No, but uh, the penny, I think, was worth it. Just <laughs> yeah, this have the idea this game of is, playing it later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's normally 20 bucks. And I think there's a game called Conduct This that was like initially like a mobile game mm. um, in one form or another. I don't know if it was a free to play game or whatever, but then there's Conduct Together on nintendo switch which is normally 20 bucks it's like a train arcade game kind of like a puzzle arcade game sort of i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah it was on sale for a penny and we were i was just like this is we why not like yeah. literally i have the coins sitting on my switch i didn't yep. even have to actually if you make bought a, any at, game digitally you have that as like right the coins the that you coin yeah yeah so I, I didn't even have to make an actual transaction right. of any kind. So it's like, I, of course, I'll just download this. And uh, it had actually caught my eye before. It was on my wish list. Um, oh, nice. I just thought it looked kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's again, it, it's up to, I think, four players. But essentially, you just have like trains that are going around picking up passengers on kind of set tracks. But then you have your D-pad that you can use to kind of swap there there'll be switches on the tracks that you can switch which direction you mm-hmm. know if there's two different paths the trains can take you can switch the the tracks and then you can also i forget the face buttons just make the train oh yeah they make them stop if mm-hmm. in pretty much it's not like an actual train like an actual train would take a pretty long time oh, this yeah. is like almost instantaneous yeah, there's like a the little dime. bit of a a lag but yeah you pretty much stop immediately Those and you're picking people. up passengers at different yeah. uh all this all the color coded train stations. stops yeah, the tra- okay. the stations are color coded, but the and so are the passengers. But they will show up at any station. Like or passengers of any color will show up at any station. Mm-hmm. But, but you only pick up one up. at a time. Like if you're no, trained- no, you pick up oh one color at a time. One color, one color yes. Yeah. So like, so if, like you're if you're at like uh like if you're at the blue station and they have like a bunch of like yellow or reds, but like you'll only pick up one of those and it will change the color of that train to that. So okay. then you try to get that train to the like red the station to drop them yeah. all off. And you're trying yeah. to get as many like well, people as like you need to complete the level like in a short amount of time. But like you're managing like the direction that the trains are going and you're managing the tracks. So like there is like, you know, you're trying to like juggle all of these in your head and like it does a really good job in especially in like the first world where it's like, oh, OK, I'm just trying to like make sure that this train doesn't hit this car that's crossing or like this right. bus that's moving back and forth. Yeah, because you'll be going over like a uh, like over a street where there's like a car going back and forth that you have to avoid. So, and then like the next one, like they introduce like, okay, now there are two trains. So not only do you have to make sure that the trains are like moving along the correct path that you have to also like stop the train so that they don't collide with each other. Cause that'll be a, sure. a fail state. And like, yeah, it's like instant. As soon as you collide with anything, it's game over, right. or, you know, you lose the level. But yeah, it's it's a great puzzle game. Like I was really getting into it. Like I only beat like the first world or whatever. Like they have a first collection of levels and like, you know, you're gaining coins that you use to unlock like different modes of like literal like model trains like nice. I, I have like the like the Bahnhof uh, train and from Germany and then nice. the UK yep. shuttle like it's it's such a, a charming game and like it's a really like quick paced and like easy to understand but like still pretty complex and like yeah and it's like bright and colorful it's just like it just like makes you want to play it at least for me it's just like 
yeah, I don't know. I, I'm having a really good time with it as well. I played maybe the first like three worlds, which are maybe like five to seven levels each. Mm-hmm. Um, and it do, it's starting to get really tough, like just a lot going on, it's, a lot it of gets juggling. Tough I, in the first. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I would. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I would definitely I, I definitely want to play this co-op because it seems like that would be a nice like not having to manage like potentially three to four trains at once that are mm-hmm. crossing over different paths. And, oh, OK. But it's it it's. I don't know. I I really like it a lot and you can th- there's not a whole lot of strategy like again, it's it's like arcade action puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely like it's it's reflex based, but yeah. it's but it's still like you're using your brain as well. Um you know, you might you might say, "Hey, you know, I picked up it, I think it'll always when you stop at a station, it'll, it'll always pick up the passengers of whatever color the most. Like if there yeah. if there's more red than any other pa- type of pa- color passenger, it'll pick up the red passengers. But then you might say, "Oh, that only picked up three. It might not be worth it to go straight to the red station because some of these like later levels will have four or five stations. Right? Maybe I want to drop over to a couple more stations and pick up more red passengers on the way to the red station. Right. But also, again, while well, trying not to collide with other trains and whatnot, um, and potentially like a cop car that's going over the you know or an ambulance or something. I, I can't remember what they were. You can't school block bus the tracks. There's no blocks for you to cut oh, off no. these damn cars. No, they nope. slash the on budget. here. Nope. You gotta, you gotta sell again, but you can stop the trains on a dime. Uh, yeah, there's no like stopping and opening the, opening the bus door at the train Jeez. tracks. They just, they're, you're at the mercy of the traffic okay. that's on the road. But, uh, but yeah, it's really fun. And, and again, for a penny, yeah. which oh, is God. just ridiculous. And I guess that's, that's another reason I wanted to bring this game up too, is like, we've talked before about it, like off the podcast of like these games that just come out for so cheap. Like, yeah. There's no way this company is making any money off of this one penny deal. And obviously, I'm assuming, yeah, and I'm assuming they're hoping that they're just going to climb the bestseller charts on the Switch. Right. Um, And again, I don't know if the mobile game conduct this. Maybe that is a free to play game or something. And maybe, I I don't know. Maybe it's just for the publicity, but I just like, I'm having a good time with this game. And and granted, I don't know if I would have been super stoked to pay 20 bucks for it, the full price, but like, a penny. I, I mean, I, it's just I would happily pay more than that for this game. So, oh, like, yeah, it's, I, I it's, just like it, yeah. I almost feel guilty. It, it does feel weird when like you like because, yeah, every game like the the amount of labor that goes into it. Like, oh, is, yeah, like it and like the way that like just games are consumed, like it it, it makes almost like it's it's an easier pill to swallow when you're like okay like when you think about a a song that you're listening to that like you know you'll listen to a song like dozens of times like, right and like you kind of abstract like how much it actually costs to make that but like right. a game that you're paying for once and that you're like playing continuously like i i there's no amount of like like balancing that in my mind of like yeah i spent a penny for this game like there's no way that that the person who made this is getting the, yeah. like, they're not making any money amount they can't be that making, they deserve yeah. i mean considering that you're you gotta be you gotta believe nintendo's got their own transaction fee in this whole deal let right. alone folks using their credit cards and everything else like how do you cut a penny up that many ways in the yeah. first place like and le- the only business model that i think could make sense besides name recognition is if they plan to do like a dlc package but you know what percentage of folks are going to bother that bought right. this for a penny just because it was a penny not even that they were that interested in i mean sounds like it worked out with this game like i'm super psyched to actually play this and like i love trains anyway so it was a no-brainer but <laughs> a lot of these games folks i think are just picking up because they're a penny regardless right yeah, so, yeah. I well i mean I, ju- I just did the math real quick so like even if they sold a million copies of this on the switch <laughs> it would it would be ten thousand dollars so uh, I mean I guess that's ten thousand dollars they wouldn't have had. Yeah, but, but like, how long does it take to make a game with how? Yeah, many there's people, no like, way with how many people, and you know even if it was a small couple people team, um, it it just there's no way that and they're that's, not getting ten thousand dollars. Nintendo no, definitely right. has their cut in that whole deal and credit card fees yeah. and this. I don't I don't know who knows how all that stuff breaks down. Right, but like. It, it just seems like, yeah. you know, and, and th- this is like an extreme situation for a penny. I don't see games go for on sale for that price too From often. $20 but, to a penny. Yeah, but 
But even still, I see games for ten cents, yeah. five cents, twenty cents, a yep. dollar, you know, what, whatever. Yeah. It's like it, 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 it just seems crazy to me. I mean, I get going for the publicity, but again, I almost feel bad. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more money, but I, is it, is it? Do you guys think it's maybe just because like the video game market is so flooded? Like again, I, I own almost 300 games on my switch and that's not to mention all the other consoles and stuff that i have and retro stuff like is it just that there's so many games and that's just like the only way for some of these games that don't you know come out with all the pre-buzz and hype before they're coming out i think it's an e-shop searchability problem that developers yeah. are finding their own ways to try to solve. And maybe this is one avenue where like, you can't, you can't argue with a penny. So here you go. Um, I mean, I yeah. And then like, maybe people will talk, do. maybe you'll tell your friends, Hey, check out this game or something like, yeah. I mean, yeah, the eShop is kind of notoriously like bad to like it navigate is. and like, yeah. There's yeah. Not and really to be fair, curation. they're all pretty bad. Like to, to be fair, the Xbox and the PlayStation Store are—they're all pretty difficult to navigate and find yeah. what you want, or or I should say maybe not to find what you want, but to browse. Like the search yes. is fine. Like if you know the exact game you want, if you know you want to—you're not going to look for something new, right? Yes, yes. There's but no like, like, oh, you like this game? Check out these games. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same like when we like stumbled upon like the lazy galaxy rebel story where it's like it was yeah. a game we had never heard of before probably would never hear but because it was on sale for what like yeah. 74 cents yeah like, it was we, on my wish list actually oh well, <laughs> but on, i i literally i look radar at radar at all i look at the e-shop every single day and look at the game i think it originally popped on my radar because it was on sale for like four bucks and i was like oh this game looks cool and then i put it on my wish list and then oh 79 cents yeah. I w- like again i probably have right. that many coins just sitting on my switch but uh, again I- i'm a little obsessive about checking the e-shop again like because i'm like afraid almost of like these games might pass me by oh yeah you know? yeah yeah you're talking weekly releases and you know that was daily, before a bunch daily. of these games came out that's before there was a gajillion games on the e-shop so there's over three thousand games last I'll believe time it. i checked on the e-shop yeah i believe it which is crazy yeah that's just crazy yeah and people buy uh, i mean it's awesome them, you know it's awesome you know i and i have 10 percent of those which is crazy <laughs> as well <laughs> but like but I, you know i again a lot of these games i've bought for under five bucks yeah. you yeah. know so it's like it, I, it's awesome that i have all these games to play but i there is part of me that feels guilty but there's also part of me that knows i wouldn't have all these games if they weren't on sale for so cheap so it's a there is it's kind of a catch-22 you know i certainly wouldn't be able to own 300 games if i didn't right. buy a lot of them for super cheap you know but you wonder if it's a kind of a, a race to the bottom that way too where you know yep. in the golden yeah, days of indie exactly. you could sell you know on xbox live arcade or whatever you could sell a game for 10 15 bucks and people were excited about it right and there wasn't yep. that much competition ultimately for those things and now it's just like you, you can you scream over top of the void to try and get your your name and your game out there i don't know what yeah you know yeah. what can you do like as a result of it like i you know if there is a sale going on i'm, I'm definitely still going to participate i'm not going to like willingly lay like oh no i want to pay full price but like right I, almost in reaction to it like i have become way more like I don't know, fine with just paying full price for a thing. Like I yeah. remember like yeah. when Ashen got like pat well ported over to Switch, I was like, you know what? I could wait for a sale, but I've been waiting for this game for a while and I know I'll enjoy it. Like I totally I'll totally fine with just giving them full price. Like I Well, they, didn't they didn't didn't they do some kind of deal with that where it was like 10% off or something when it first came out? Cause that's oh, yeah. something I've, I've been huge on. Like if a yeah, game developer is just like, Hey, this game's normally 20 bucks. If you buy it right when it comes out, it's 18 or something yeah, a lot like pre-order. It's not a huge. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I, I'm like a huge sucker for that. Cause like, there's like, Hey, I'm getting a little deal and I'm also, but I'm also supporting this developer and I'm not getting some crazy deal where I feel like I'm robbing them. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't I know. Kind of, I, kind of I don't cut. know what the solution there looks like. The pre-order discount is nice, but then there's a lot of folks that won't bother pre-ordering in the first place, and then once that first week passes by, it's just lost in the void again. Like, yeah, yeah like we've talked about, even the huge games that come out, yeah. you know, even like 
even Breath of the Wild, you know, it's like that. Yeah. yeah I guess that lasted a little longer because it was an early release on the Switch. But like Mario Odyssey came out like a week later. We're already talking about the next the next game on Switch, you know, right. and even the, and the smaller stuff obviously just comes and goes maybe without even being noticed. So like there is a part of me, even though nobody listens to our podcast, there's like a part of me that like, <laughs> hey, we have listeners. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we got a few, we got a few listeners. Yeah. But there's like a part of me that feels a little less guilty if I'm like, hey, we could k- kind of help get the word out about these games or something yeah. that yeah. we're that we're picking up for criminally uh, cheap prices. But yeah, um, it's definitely at least that, you know, I'm, I'm at least making a point to the small thing I feel like I can do is like, cause like John said, I definitely am going to keep taking advantage of the deals. Cause I'm, I'm not going to deprive myself, but I'm totally. just going to like, make sure I like take note of like, who are these developers? Like I'm going to make sure I keep an eye on like what they make in the future yeah. and you know, just try to try to support them in the future and in, in other ways, I guess, or, or with their future games. So let and pursuing make a good game, be your curation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll find some good games for you. Like I said, I'm on the eShop every day. So like a psychopath, just like, well, I wonder what's on there today. I wonder what's on there today. It's but its I own mean, game in a way, isn't it? It Yeah, it is. I, that's almost the first game I play every day. It's like, but but you can, uh, yeah, like, it, yeah, it's just nuts. Like at any given, on, on any given day, there can be up to like 950 games on sale. Sure. Which yeah. is just insane. Like right yeah. now, I think when I checked earlier today, it was like 657. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of games on sale every, every day. And probably <laughs> on especially the now because they know folks are in quarantine. So they're more than likely going to be checking that stuff out. So. Yeah. Yep. So wild. Well, yeah. So I guess check out the eShop uh, in the meantime if you're looking for something new to play. And again, uh, listen to us. Keep an eye on, yeah, keep an eye on pursuing pixels <laughs> on our. We we definitely post a lot about deals we and do. stuff. I shouldn't say a lot, but somewhat frequently yeah. on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So especially if any um, game that we particularly love is one, right? Yeah, I would say for the most part, unless it's just some crazy deal and we play it just for a quick second. Like, hey, if it's Lazy Star Galaxy for seventy five cents. I might just post about it just because it's 75 cents. Right. But otherwise, usually if we're posting about it, it's it's something that we're at least pre- somewhat behind and, and enjoying. Totally. So, oh, yeah. yeah. If not wholeheartedly enjoying. So it's something we probably talked about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think we can probably uh, wrap it up there this week. You guys yes, feeling sir. good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, as always, you can find us at pursuingpixels.com. We have new uh, episodes every Monday. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, like I was just saying. We've also been trying to do some Twitch streams here and there and uploading videos to YouTube as well at Pursuing Pixels. YouTube, you got to actually just search us because, yeah, we don't have enough clout uh, (laughs) to have the actual uh, slash Pursuing Pixels, but we'll get there someday. We'll get there. Maybe if you watch a couple of our... uh, a couple of the videos I did with K Blazers and uh, Children of Morta, like we talked about earlier in the episode. Yeah. But uh, until next week, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, everybody, and we'll catch you next uh, next Monday. Take bye. care. Bye bye. See ya. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do a Metroid Prime trilogy stream on off if of my you, Wii U. If you yeah. dare doing a Metroid do a Prime Wii stream U without stream. me. <laughs> yeah that would be that would that would be pointless that's true you need oh, to watch a total amateur just i'll just make what is the point of scanning anything in this game just shit talking it under the pursuing yeah. pixels name oh, oh great oh one, this is john this is jonathan hines here coming to you live from hey guys Metro, coming to you coming to you live from planet zebus oh, <laughs> god